0: welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts Matt Basta and Brennan McCullough. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! I'm I'm on the verge of death. Um. Oh Christ! Yeah. It's just f- a complete shutdown of uh, all of all of the internal organs of my body.
2: Just. <laughs> Matt, if you hear like a humming in the background, it's Matt's iron lung he's currently hooked up yeah. to? Yeah.
1: I'm in an oh iron God. lung and also a dialysis machine, so simultaneously.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: They've just got tubes and wires. I'm
2: I'm like 80% synthetic material right now. <laughs> it's why we've started developing podcast. It's not actually about podcast hosting. It's <laughs> yeah. about keeping Matt alive. It's actually an alternative Pretty means much. of keeping his body stable.
1: Yeah, just uploading me as a one big MP3 file to the cloud. <laughs>
2: Matt has become the internet.
1: Yeah, you see, the reason why uh, Walt Disney, they unfroze him and threw his body away um, is because they didn't have MP3 uh, when he died. And so, you know, sad times, but, you know, we live in an era where, you know, you can put anything on the internet, so why not uh, just a badly encoded version of
2: somebody's uh, entire being?
0: Yeah, like this stupid show.
2: (laughs) He said, threw his body away, like someone opened it up one day, he's like, Woo! These leftovers stink. What? Oh god, it's hot. <laughs> like it's like this Chinese has really gone bad. Wait a minute. They were just
1: keeping Walt Disney and like the, the refrigerator in one of the break rooms at Disney, <laughs>
2: <laughs> just all folded up on top of himself in like a little Tupperware dish. Oh god. Oh <laughs> Lord. You guys are
0: professional derailers. I just <laughs> want to you know that. Um, but. Let's start the show off right and remind the listener that this is a video game podcast, mainly more or less a comedy podcast where we just get off on tangents and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's hear from Matt, because I feel like it's been the longest since we've heard from you about the games you've been playing.
1: Well, first off, let me ask, do you do you need to ask? Um,
0: cookie oh, clicker. Cookie Clicker.
1: Yeah, well, so I, I actually just today, just today when we're recording this, I stopped playing. Um, I don't believe you. <laughs> no, I closed it. It's gone. Did you um, uninstall it? I mean, it's web <laughs> game. You can't uninstall a web page. It's not how the internet works. But um, yeah, well, I, I stopped playing, and it—it's sort of because I kind of finished it. So I—I <laughs> had, I had played through like enough times, um, and like every time you play, you sort of accumulate these like higher level points, and then those higher level points help you on like subsequent playthroughs. But, like, I beat everything. And so then they have this challenge mode where you basically go in without all the benefits of your past playthroughs. And I got, like, halfway through it in, like, two days. And I was like, all right, well, I've gotten all the achievements. And I've sort of gotten all the stuff that I wanted. And so I don't really see the point in continuing this.
0: So you basically a hundred percented cookie clicker.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean a hundred percent enough, right? Like, I'm not going to say that I've a hundred percented it. Cause like I'm 90, 98.7% done, but it's like, there's three achievements that I don't have. One of them is for getting to like 15 billion cookies in like 10 minutes or something. One of them is to, uh, finish the game with like an undecillion cookies and then one of them is like a hundred undecillion cookies. And it's like, you know what? What the, it's just a matter of me just leaving my computer on for a long time and letting it build up. Right. So at that point, I like, I'm not just going to leave my computer on for the self-satisfaction of having this. Yeah. Non-trophy to hang on my wall or whatever. I don't know.
2: You need to talk to Mark. Get him to see the arrow your ways. The light like at day the day end day. of this tunnel. Yeah, he's a big achievement guy. Um, but no, beyond beyond Cookie
1: Clicker, um, I, I haven't picked it up myself. And part of that is because I've been very sick. Um, and part of it is because I've been working my, my keister off on Pinecast. Um, but I've been watching on the internet people playing uh, number one uh, Farm Simulator 2017, uh, which is a very premium game um
2: you're the simulator guy for this podcast i just realized that, like you're the sim <laughs> guy Whether sometimes you yourselves you greatly enjoy seeing sims
1: i it was well, it, it well not the sims because that that just got weird um yeah. but it, there are certain simulator games that, that i can get behind i i like watching farm simulator because it's really just a lot of grinding right it's like driving your tractor back and forth across this field for 20 minutes while you watch somebody on stream talk about their cat, you know? <laughs> that's that's it. And then it's like, oh, they completed the quest and got $10,000 in game dollars, and now he's going to go plow another field, right? Like, that's all it is. That's the whole game. Um, the second game I've been watching, and this one is probably more up your alleys. Okay. Uh, Dishonored 2. Ooh, um, yeah. Dishonored, I, I was a big fan of the original Dishonored, um I appreciated the DLC for the original Dishonored. I feel like mm-hmm. the producers of that game really know what they're doing. They have a, a really solid direction. I love all this sort of like weird lore around the world, uh, how non-linear the game is, and how many like little side quests and branches and and fun things. Like I'm all about like having a game that that has many, many ways of playing and many, many endings. Um
2: Quick question. Why have you been watching it on PC or console? Because PC had a really rough port and I'm not sure if it's been patched yet. Um
1: to be honest, I'm not really sure what it's been played on. I, I don't pay that much attention to like mm-hmm. to to that sort of thing. Yeah. I I don't know. Um that's a good question. I should look. Uh but yeah, it's it's really enjoyable and, and just right from the beginning, and I don't think this is spoilers, um, but right from the beginning you uh you get to choose at the start which character you're gonna play as. So you can either play as Corvo, mm-hmm. who is the protagonist of the last game, uh yeah. or uh
2: his is it his daughter? I don't think it's his daughter. No, no. it's the heiress too, like Yeah, uh, the Empress. Empire Empress, yeah. So she's
1: I've, they have like hmm. a weird father daughter relationship but they're not father daughter it's weird
2: i don't um, think okay. they are they like some people think they are like it's kind of implied but yeah i don't think they're actually blood related i it, think it's, it's more a, more a weird paternal. yeah 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 um
1: so that's kind of cool and um i've actually watched uh, the the beginning of the game from both characters perspectives. And I really love how each character has their own dialogue and the dialogue is different in different parts of the game. So it's not like there's like one cue and then they each have like a different catchphrase. It's like a different sort of things within the game. They say different things, right? So for instance, like you might encounter uh, you do a jump on one guy Um, and like one of the characters would say something in that circumstance, but the other character won't. Um, so I appreciate that, you know, it's all those like weird little details. And, and my favorite sort of like environmental thing that they do is, uh, unlike almost every other game out there. Um, and certainly there are some that do it, but, uh, they, they put in little background noises, in places that don't really need them. So for instance, you'll be um, like outside near the edge of the map and you'll be able to hear what would otherwise be in the distance off the edge of the map, right? Like you'll be near the water and you'll hear like fucking ships and people working on the docks and stuff, even though you can't see them. They're not probably even real in the game. You know, like they're not, there's no mesh for them or anything. Um, they just add, like, those subtle little details of, like, things happening out of your view or out of the playable area just to give you that atmosphere, which is just so fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, the, those those are the things that I've been uh, perhaps not playing but
0: appreciating. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's hear from Brand then.
2: Well, I was going to say, Dishonored is one of those games where I remember seeing and thinking, like, oh, this kind of looks cool. It's kind of like Assassin's Creed, like meets Metal Gear Solid, where there's less stealth elements. You have to hide the bodies. And I thought it looked neat when it was coming out. And then when I played it, it ended up being one of my favorite games. And my real only complaint with it is that the first one's pretty short. At least for the game that it seems like. it. It You know, maybe it runs about five or six hours or so. But like I, I wish it was longer. And that was my main complaint. The DLC fixed that, because the DLC was actually good, and added more content and stuff, as opposed to just like, here's another map where you can kill, like, five more guys or whatever. Yeah. Um, So, I still haven't played the second one because uh, the PC port has been pretty janky, and I don't know if they fixed it. I do know that they've patched it where you can play as... uh, Corvo and Emily both have different abilities, but now they've patched it where you can pick either of the abilities at the beginning. So you can play as Emily and have Corvo's abilities, or play as Corvo and have her abilities. Um, I don't think that changes the story so much, but since I want to play it, I've been trying to avoid it as much as I can until I do to avoid spoilers. But there is a guy on YouTube called Stealth Gamer PR or BR, Stealth Gamer BR, who is fucking amazing and makes this game look effortless. He does stealth high chaos runs, so you get a lot of chaos when you kill people, and if you don't kill people, it's like order. And he does high chaos where he just kills everyone and he makes it just seem like a Rube Goldberg machine where it's just all smooth and leads one into the other. And it's amazing to watch. And it really shows you what this game could be for like an expert player. And it really, it makes me want to get back into it so bad. Well, that's cool. It's amazing to watch. Yeah. Um, for what I've actually been playing though, I haven't been playing much lately. Um, Overwatch is, an update they got another event going on uh the year of the rooster so it's a lot of like chinese focused um diva's gotten a new skin she's korean may's gotten a new skin uh two new skins and these are more legendaries but they're actual legendary skins as opposed to the winter skin which is more of a rare skin and people got upset about that cuz it didn't change too much but it was still cost as much as a legendary a legendary these are actually very different and I think very nice looking. They're very, uh, I guess, appropriate to the culture, and they just look cool. But there's, like, a weird glitch, or at least people are calling it a glitch. I'm not sure if it actually is or not. And it's that she's no longer in her Eskimo outfit. She's not all big and, like, clunky and stuff because she's in the Antarctic. She's actually in like traditional Chinese garb. And people are saying there's a glitch where her waist is super small. And the fandom's kind of getting in an uproar cuz people were casting her as like the plus size character yeah. the bulkier g- the big girl I did and hear like, about ah, it she's not she's not uh, she's skinny she's supposed to be bigger rah, 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 and it's like uh no it's a glitch it's totally a glitch uh like i don't know if blizzard actually intended that or if this is just what they they're saying it's a glitch cuz of the backlash well it's just the skin right here's the thing
1: if 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 the mesh like looks okay then, no, it's not a glitch. They don't like do physics for like the the character's waist, <laughs> right yeah. like th- nobody's like, "hmm, I'm gonna have to simulate the intestines of this person underneath no. it like <laughs> no, no, it doesn't happen like uh, glitch my ass. it's, a, it's yeah, a you're definitely
0: thing. right. That is just a three d modeled like someone designed it that way.
2: I was going to say, it's a very specific glitch if it's like, oh, this skin is weird, but only on her waist size. Like, everything else is fine, but the specific area is weird. It's like, hmm. So I feel like that's just how they designed her. And people insinuated that she was bigger because of the Eskimo, like, padding. Because she's in the freaking Antarctic. Of course she's going to wear a lot of padding. So I think people are just getting mad because the fandom projected this idea of what she looked like underneath. And now they're getting upset about it because this is the most you've seen of her body from her skins. Um, so there's like a weird pseudo-upset about that. Uh, but like, Reinhardt got a new skin, and his is actually glitched. When he has a shield up, uh, after he takes a certain amount of damage, the shield cracks and eventually breaks. With his new skin for a while, the cracks didn't appear on the shield. So that was actually a cosmetic glitch. So... I hmm. think Blizzard's trying to incorporate like, be like, look, there's other glitches, like it could totally be another glitch. Like just don't yeah, they're stop yelling at us. Yeah, yeah they're definitely <laughs> they're full of uh, shit.
0: Red herring right there. <laughs> yeah,
2: I feel like that's the case. Um so like every event, I'm fucking right back into Overwatch trying to get those skins because the Reinhardt one looks amazing, so does the Roadhog one. The other ones are cool, but like god damn it, they suck me in every time. Um, as well as they introduce a new mode, and it's for this event but from what it seems like, it seems like this mode is going to stick around and it's capture the flag which I hated at first, it felt really unbalanced at first, like you could just pick three characters and then just easily sweep the other team but as people are getting better at it um, it's making people utilize characters that don't usually get played like Symmetra and Winston and I'm happy about that because they are good characters but it wasn't good for certain modes and this seems like their mode, this is where people utilize them a lot and it seems like this one is around to stay, and people are slowly learning how to compensate with it. So it's, it, I, I'm starting to enjoy it. I hated it at first, but I'm really starting to enjoy it. Um, and it's well, that's just, good. It's yeah, it's great to see Overwatch continue to pump out more stuff. And like my initial complaint was, there's not much content. There's like two or three modes, and two of those modes are pretty identical. It's nice to see them keep adding to it and like have the forethought of continuing the games progression beyond just the initial like three months like some of the games are where what was it I think it was I already forget but some company was like oh yeah we're going to give support for this game for a year after it launches and then we're going to start working on the next one I think it was like an MMO or something and then after they had like a new update they're like yeah we're going to give support to this game for six months and then we're going to stop supporting it altogether and start working on the next one so it's like like it's people aren't trying to make games. They're just trying to keep pumping out new products just to increase all the sales instead of actually making a game and trying to make it the best they can. Yeah. So I'm happy to see, but blizzards usually good about this, especially with their properties. They're usually pretty dedicated. I mean, here are the heroes of the storm. They're still trying to make people love because it's, it's definitely doing the worst out of all of them, but it's the worst a blizzard game does is the best any other game can do. So yeah, I see what you mean. They got nothing to worry about. Um, I watched some people play Pit People, which is the new game from Behemoth. Hmm. And it, for anyone who recognizes that name, it's the developers who did Battle Block Theater. Uh, okay. which is really great. Uh, they did Alien Hominoid. They're from like Newgrounds. They did Castle Crashers. Yeah. They have a very particular style. That's right. They're great. Uh, Pit People seems to be doing great. It's a turn-based, tile-based game. So it's like, or hexagonal-based. And you control, I think, six guys, and you can co-op as well, so you can have, like, another six guys with your friend playing them. And you, there doesn't seem to be a story. It seems to just be run around, do this quest, do that quest, get this gear. You can capture enemies. So if you see an enemy you like or an enemy that has a cool hat or shoes that's got the Team Fortress thing where you want to kidnap somebody just for their hats, and then when you get them, you throw them away and just steal their hat, um, you can do that. You can capture other creatures. It seems real fun if you like tile based turn battle. Um, I'm, it's not my particular bag. I'm still, I'm still struggling with Banner Saga 2, cause I suck and that game's hard. Um, still struggling with, uh, XCOM as well. So I, I don't need another one of those. <laughs> but it seems real, it seems to be doing really well and people seem to really love it. And it's super silly, as Behemoth always is. Um, what else? I got Else Heartbreak? Which is a very weird title, but I got that while watching someone stream and they're like, Hey, I, one of the mods was just like, Hey, I'm giving away games. Here's the Steam code. Here's another one. Here's another one. I just started dropping Steam codes into the chat. So it's like, Oh shit. Um, and it's Else Heartbreak and it has like two parentheses. So I, I haven't played it yet, but it's a very psychedelic, isometric RPG built around like hacking and like, coding and stuff okay Hmm. it doesn't seem super popular but the people that do have it seem to really enjoy it yeah but it seems very bizarre so i look forward to getting into that it seems really unique i i'm always really skeptical
1: when i see stuff about like hacking
2: i think hacking is like loosely used it's not like the core gameplay but it's like the core game mechanics like it's more of walking around talking to people and then when you have to solve a puzzle it's computer-based yeah
1: but i mean like it it always seems really disingenuous to me because it's always like oh you know like a great example is um in fallout when you would do like computer hacking it just brings up like this wall of letters and you have to like click on some like text that looks yeah like that's not how hacking works at all (laughs) like
2: what about bioshock when you connect the tubes of water, you yeah, know, you just get the plumbing right, and now you hacked into fourteen computers. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, um, it's
1: that. Oh god, it just makes me so salty because, like, if you're gonna do a <laughs> hacking game, like, make it a real hacking game, right? Like, make the player learn some fucking terminal commands you know?
0: Well, they, they're, that's a little too much, but all I have to say about it is (laughs) in the Deus Ex franchise, they have like the hacking mini game and I adore it. And it, you learn absolutely nothing about hacking other than like how these computers are all connected and shit, but really it's just a mini game. That's just like connect these dots without getting caught.
1: But if, if it's the core game mechanic, like, (sighs) it's just, it's just so cringeworthy for me. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just so like, so Close deep into this that, yeah, yeah. It, it's just painful I mean I can imagine it's like it's like being a, a plumber and you know having to play Super Mario but like <laughs> seriously though.
2: <laughs> these fucking gamers don't know anything. I deal with Goombas on a regular basis. You don't just Pipes don't just come out to- of
1: the ground like that. <laughs> you don't go down one pipe and back up the other. They think they all gotta go somewhere. <laughs> I like from how I got I- a little bit Italian there. The the Mario and <laughs> me just
2: <laughs> Just fil- fooling it uh just going full head into the stereotype. Um from what <laughs> I <can> tell <laughs> this is more like RPG based where you're like the character and you have to solve problems for these other people and the hacking is just the means of the puzzles for it. So instead of like pushing blocks around or killing enemies like in Zelda, these puzzles are just text, computer-based. And so I doubt the hacking is very uh, realistic or you know prevalent. But I, if, it's like the simulators that you enjoy watching and playing and stuff. It's there's a part where it's like, oh, you can make it super realistic and what real life hacking is actually about. But that'll also be boring as shit and it's still a video game like so there is the tis 100 or whatever where it's like (laughs) there's a super niche audience that would enjoy something super tedious like that but like if you want to sell this game you can't require people to learn four years of c++ like (laughs) it's it's gonna definitely dissuade a lot of the audience so you have to kind of dumb it down a lot and this is coming from me, who's one of the dummies who knows nothing about it. And it's like, oh, I'm a hacker, and I'm just slapping my keyboard, like I don't yeah. know how actual hacking works, and I don't plan on ever doing it. But
1: yeah, but they they could do like a little bit, right? They could be like, yeah, you have to type like a combination of these letters. Right? You want to
0: know why they don't? It's because they don't even know what hacking is. To be perfectly <laughs> Probably honest,
1: Probably they're a bunch of fucking video game. I know, programmers. but that's what bullshit. Just,
0: no, I really think like in this day and age, like. Ah, uh, a lot of it goes over people's heads and they're like, "Well, how do we convey this?"
1: Listen, I just I just open Unity and I just drag and drop. That's all I do. <laughs> just drag and drop. That's my hey. impression of the video game programmer in 2017. Ouch.
0: They're out there, but no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You see, I, I only program in Flash. Uh, I have oh a copy of Macromedia Flash MX 2004. Holy and,
0: shit! Uh, I was literally going to say that. You what a callback! I fucked around with that back in the day. It's I been... have
1: plenty of platformer games on Newgrounds. I actually, and, uh, I, have... I have a five out of five star rating on Newgrounds. It's very excellent. Oh, gosh, there's a few animations I helped uh,
0: (laughs) produce back in the day, and boy, I do not want to plug them. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) let's move on to the games that I've been playing. Um,
2: Well, I was going to say, I got one more. Oh, sure. I haven't been playing it because I am a gigantic pussy and cannot handle this game. But as probably many people listening know, Resident Evil 7 came out recently. Yeah. And I've been watching some playthroughs of it, because that's the closest I'll get to actually playing that game. I will never actually play it. Holy hell. A, it takes place in the Uncanny Valley. Like, polar express level Uncanny Valleyness, Where it's just like, it looks really good at times. But then other times it feels like everybody's a skin changer. And like, wearing human skin. And they're actually some sort of mm. monster. There. Like, for me, I think it particularly comes down to the teeth. Like, looking at some of the characters' teeth while they talk is kind of unsettling. So it's very interesting. Like the game looks amazing. There. I'm not denying that in any regards, but it's just that level of them trying to get the realism of people and having to look at people's faces like super close. Like one character has the camera and she's putting it right in her face. So you can look a lot at her. And it's just, there's parts where it's just kind of like, Oh, this is, mm, this is unsettling and weird and bizarre. But then yeah, like, the I- rest of the game is very cool. But like people, it gets this weird. A-
1: I, I don't understand why this, why this continues to be the case. Like I, I was watching somebody play through um, a little bit of resident evil and it's sort of the same thing. Like the characters look mostly realistic and then they start to move and you're like, Oh God, what there's,
2: is- there's something about the movement where it's just like, nuts. that's yeah, not it's a person. Like, that's your mouth sin- isn't animated or, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like
1: your, your eyes are just stuck open in that position and you just blink very robotically. Like, <laughs> Can we not just hire, like, a bunch of fucking mathematicians to sit down and, like, make formulas for all this, this shit and just make it work? Like, if Pixar can fucking do it and make it look convincing, even with, uh, you know, less lifelike uh, characters, I'm sure we can fucking do it for games.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a premise or, like, there's, like, fundamentals of animation and sh- they might just be, like, missing a few. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I would I would gladly sacrifice realism in the game for lifelikedness. Yeah. Right? Well like if if, if I manage to see these characters and I said, okay, that's obviously not intended to look exactly like a real human being, but they move and behave and function like real human beings. I am much more immersed than I am if it's like this spot-on accurate, like every you know, single hair on the person's head is in you know the perfect spot. But then they they like move around. And you're like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck are you, you fucking abomination! Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's a common like I guess battle going on, especially in video games. With Resident Evil, they try to go realistic. Like their style is realism, and it's there's some scenes where it's just super uncomfortable and gory, and the, the house looks great. And then there's like BioShock Infinite, where they're just like, fuck it, like we're gonna go a little cartoony, like everything's going to be super colorful and like with a thick black outline around it and stuff, but you get super sucked into it. Cause they just throw away the realism and they're like, yeah, this is going to be pretty stylized. Like just accept that. And then you get sucked right in. So versus like a call of duty where it's like, that's not Kevin Spacey. Like I know what Kevin Spacey looks like. That's not him. So you get pulled out a little bit. So I, I'm definitely in the favor of the stylized, world where they sacrifice realism because it's going to take a long time to get to a point where a video game can be identical to real life like where people will actually lose themselves of like i can't tell the difference like that that may never actually happen because you're always going to be aware that you're holding a controller or wearing a headset or something so why not go for the stylized route and just make it the way you want and like you said Matt, people will lose themselves in this real-feeling world as well as real-looking world.
0: Brent, what if it's already happening? Stay woke, people. Um,
2: just kidding. Uh- <laughs> what the fuck is woke me? I, know, I'm I just keep kidding. hearing that. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck does that mean? i don't
0: fucking know i was just making I'm a joke
2: super out of touch with society but no, and i'm the, i couldn't you, be happier for that you
0: saying that it reminds me i am further along in that ready player one book and that is like a premise of like oh the most like expensive emerging rigs in that future apparently like you cannot tell the difference between reality and virtual reality even though they are wearing headsets and shit which i find interesting but all right let's get back on tracks and talk about my games and then we'll move on to something fun like stumpers or something. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy XV. I'm making lots of progress. And I remember on the previous episode with the One Track Gamers, Amanda mentioned that there's an online multiplayer update that's coming out. I think, I'm not sure if it's out already, but I did see on my PlayStation a large update for that game. And it said something about if you you need to update, if you want to use your network abilities. So I think if that's the case, once I update that, I will have the online multiplayer. I'll get back to you guys and let you know if that's the case. Maybe it's still coming down the pipes but uh i'm really that would be fun to be able to hop into that world with some friends i don't really know how that would work where uh, i guess someone the main i guess the host of the party would play as noctis and then you could choose between uh ignis gladiolus and prompto but i I really don't know that'd be a fun time though so i'm looking forward to that uh games that i have been playing um I downloaded this mobile game, and I've only just had a little bit of time to fuck around with it, but it's called Hit, or Heroes of Incredible Tales, and the reason I even heard of it is because of all the advertisements you see everywhere, and I'm like, eh, I'll give it a stab, and I saw that it was by Nexon, which I remember recently telling our listeners about Dynasty Warriors Unleashed, and how I played the beta, and how smooth it was, and good graphics, and uh, good gameplay. Uh, That's not out yet, but this is by the same developer, and... Like Dynasty Warriors Unleashed, it handles really smoothly. It's a hack and slash just like Dynasty Warriors. Um, And I'll just read the kind of pitch that they have on their Google Play here. It says, uh, Become one of five legendary heroes, upgrade equipment, unlock its full combat strength. Uh, conquer foes in real time pvp and arena brawl so and you can raid epic bosses with friends and allies so it's just a general like mmo dungeon crawler hack and slash and if and lots of like anime characters in fact they sure got the jiggle physics going with these women because it's uh unbelievable
2: but um oh yeah the battle skirts all the female characters are wearing skirts but like plaid armor on top so it's like what ha- what
0: yeah it makes no what? sense like-
2: <laughs> But that oh,
0: that's pretty enjoyable, uh, so I do recommend it.
2: I'll I'll point out real quick though. It looks like the developer is Nat Games and the publisher is Nexus. Oh, okay. Whoops!
0: I'm glad you pointed that so, out.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Nexon is just like distributing it, whereas I I think this game feels, or at least it looks kind of different than Dicey Words. Like it's not the same devs
0: okay that that makes sense um but that one's interesting if you're into looking for a phone game uh that like i said just to do some dungeon crawling uh other than that there's mainly just games that i'm looking forward to and are on the horizon in fact this one came out today the day we are recording not the day you're hearing this listener uh this game's called tales of berseria i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that last part right or not but uh oh yeah It looks fucking awesome. I almost feel like after we get off the call, I might have to snag this. This looks really cool. Uh, So it's basically a JRPG, I think, uh, and it looks... All right, so I'll just read what it says on their Steam. Players embark on a journey of self-discovery as they assume the role of Velvet, a young woman who once whose once kind demeanor has been replaced and overcome with a festering anger and hatred after a traumatic experience three years prior to the, 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 events within tales of Berseria and looking at like the trailer and stuff, your main character has like this massive red, like deformed hand that I think like, I'm not sure how much of the game you have this, but it looks like it'd be really cool to like use in combat and stuff. It's very anime style. And uh like, what do I want to say? Almost cell shaded to a degree at the, this art style is right up my alley. Mark, if you're listening, this game is a game you need to look <laughs> at immediately. Tales of Berseria. It looks so fucking good, and it came out today, and I'm really excited. Because there's lots of JRPGs out there, but most of them, in my opinion, have been major disappointments, so I'm looking forward to this one, hoping for the best.
2: Well, it's, there's a lot of JRPGs out there, so it's hard to categorize like them as broadly as like most of them are bad, or most of them are good, because there's... So fucking many, and honestly, they're, they're pretty similar, so it's a broad sweeping statement. Um, I feel like Mark's already got his eyes on this, because Tales is actually a big franchise series. So the first one was Tales of Phantasia, then Tales of Destiny, Tales of Eternia. Uh, more recently, Tales of Zateria has been on Steam, that's a PC game. Uh, Tales of Symphonia was pretty good, and I think it got a PC port. So this is the newest one in the Tales series. Okay. So anyone who's a big friend of that franchise. um, I saw it. You posted it in our, like, group. Uh, it looks... It looks all right to me. It it doesn't strike me as anything too incredible. It reminds me a lot, if anyone's actually watched it, the series Ruby on uh YouTube and Rooster Teeth. It's similar to that, where it's this girl who's fighting these dark creatures with, like, a superpower or something... But yeah, it just seems very JRPG to me. And, you know, no offense, Doug, but it doesn't seem anything, dude. It looks super fresh unique.
0: as fuck, and I'm so excited for this game. And I know Mark's <laughs> gonna agree with me. This game looks tight. I'm, I haven't seen a JRPG that looked this. Uh, it drew me in immediately. So I don't know. To each their own.
2: Um, there's a, a demo of it, so you can try the demo of it if you want.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be giving that a whirl. Um, and then the other game that looks exciting, but also I'm kind of like. Ah, I was skeptical too, but all right. So, this game's called Dauntless, and it was uh, first revealed like a few months ago, or maybe last month. But it basically, a lot of the internet came to the conclusion it's Monster Hunter meets Dark Souls. So, just that on paper alone, you're thinking, wow, this sounds great, right? Um the game and I saw like a decent amount of gameplay. It does look very similar to like when you're like taking on like a massive enemy in like Final Fantasy 15. It's like just big open world like vast landscapes where there's like a fucking like stegosaurus or like some giant ass creature that you and a group of people can take down. So, and the thing that I was skeptical on is the fact that it's free to play. So, I it's in theory, that'll be really a lot of fun to just be able like, Oh, here's a game that I can just tell my friends to go download. They don't have to pay anything and we could all go take on some monsters together. But I don't know. I would have preferred it to be more or less like a, a game with an actual storyline where you have an option to do like a single player, but I'm not really sure.
2: Yeah. This is exactly what we were talking about, where the realism versus the stylized, uh, from the gameplay demos they've shown. I think this is from PAX. Yes. Uh, the landscape isn't realistic. It's not supposed to be like down to like every grain of dirt or like every stone realism. It's very colorful and the colors are very separate. There's not a lot of blending. So it's definitely in a like, cartoonish style.
0: Definitely. Uh,
2: there is detail to it, but it's not, it's not trying to be like the last of us detailed. Um And it looks fun. And I, I didn't know it was free to play. That definitely has my interest more Um for this. If you're right, if there is no like single player or any sort of like narrative to it, it seems like it's just run in, beat this big monster that takes an hour and a half to kill your friends and harvest it for parts. Like that is similar to Monster Hunter, but I don't know. It I don't know if I play that. It seems like it's just MMO like WoW raids on like a boss dungeon. But it's just instead of like a whole dungeon crawling experience, it's just one guy that takes two hours to kill. Yeah. It's like, like
0: dinosaur to dinosaur. You have one monster, you take it down. And then I think you just go look for the next one. And I'm like,
2: I don't know. Yeah. Like I think with Monster Hunter, if you properly take care of your armor and scale everything up, you can figure out the combat to it relatively easily and take down the monster in a fair amount of time. But this, like looking at the demo, it takes. Like twenty minutes for each monster they're fighting, or so. Like, I don't know if it takes me like five people to take down one monster in twenty minutes. Like, that seems like a while, and it seems like it just really drags on. But I mean, hey, this is the closest we're going to get to Monster Hunter on PC because I highly doubt Capcom's ever going to port it over.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But those are just games to look out for.
2: Yeah, if you if you have that age for Monster Hunter and only have a PC, like this looks like it's going to be your best option. And who knows, maybe it'll explode, and maybe because it's free-to-play, they'll have so many players, and it'll get better with, time. like, they'll start getting money from players for whatever microtransactions will be in there, because there's no game that's free-to-play without microtransactions. Like, they can't exist without money. So if you make it free-to-play, expect to be paying you for it in some other way.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do we want to mention yeah. the whole, what happened to 3D TVs?
2: <laughs> oh,
1: uh, so I would love to, that Matt's got a lot to talk about. Uh, I... I want to go on a little bit of a rant here. When Yay. 3D TVs were first Perfect. announced prior to CES, back in, well, we were in college, right? We were still at the sales when when this was like a thing. And When you
2: say that, like it's a long time ago, and then I think about it, like college like...
1: It was like, it's like half music, a decade like, ago, yeah.
0: Like, um, Fuck! <laughs> yep.
1: Jesus. And like th- 3D TVs, it's like all at once... Um, plasma had sort of died out because everybody realized it was expensive, heavy, and, uh, LCD was the future. And then eventually led. And all of these manufacturers were like 3d TV, this 3d, that 3d, this. And it was right around the time that like, everybody was starting to put like remote controllers into their TVs <laughs> and like they had voice control. And it was the most bullshit thing in the entire world because a, you were going to spend like $3,500 on this like giant 3d television that you could only look at from like three different angles. Right. Mm -hmm. Two, there were no cable stations that supported 3d television when they launched 3d televisions. Yep. Three, you needed to wear ridiculous glasses that were like 60 bucks a pop so like you got one pair with the television, and then you're like, I have a family of four. Yeah. And so you, then you go on the internet and buy like 180 dollars worth of like movie glasses. Effectively, I,
0: I think in early in the podcast they even told the story how I went to visit a friend's house in New York and I went and he, they actually had like state of the art uh, 3D TV and like two headsets and our glasses. I mean, and I put the glasses on and when I set them down, they actually fell off a shelf and fucking broke right on the spot. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, and I felt so bad. Yeah, yeah, are, like, $60. Brand new and yeah, no, quite literally, I spent $60 to get them a new one. And I felt awful about it. I'm like, uh, I literally, uh, Amazoned it to their, their address. And I was like, I'm so sorry about that. And that was college days. Yeah. I was not like, I didn't have money like I do today. So that like really hurt.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was just like, everything about them was bad. And then even then, like HDMI never really got 3d like it was always something that was tacked on and so like you just couldn't buy a 3d dvd no such thing existed like you had to get like some weird alternative disc format which at the time i guess blu-ray had just like become a thing and like it it just never worked like it was it was never a thing that you could just be like oh so you have 3d let me just put these these glasses on or whatever and it, it was such nonsense everything about it was a bad idea but then they kept fucking making them Everybody was like, so what can I do with this? And they're like, not a lot, but you will be someday, maybe. And everybody was like, well, what good is that? And then my favorite fucking part of this whole thing, the big, like, killer feature that everybody was so excited for is, like, ESPN 7 released, like, a 3D (laughs) version of, like, NFL games. Like, you could tune in and watch, like, the NFL in 3D, except... It's the fucking NFL. So you're like watching these zoomed out views of a football field. So you end up getting like this weird trapezoid effect where like the field looks like it looks like you're looking into a giant diorama with a bunch of things in the bottom. They're a little bit bumpy in 3D. And those are the players like nothing about it made <laughs> any sense at all. And, you know, and like it was a holographic Tecmo ball. Yeah. And then God forbid, like the TV stopped being manufactured. Guess what? You smash your glasses. Can't buy them anymore. Oh like God, it was such a scam. You know, the next iteration of scammy hardware, it, like we're, we are in the thick of it right now. Smart TVs.
0: Yep. Oh, Everybody sure. is
1: slowly realizing that smart TVs are the worst investment of all time, but you can't buy a non-smart TV. And it's like, yep. the, well, the hardware manufacturers say, oh, well, you know, it it's, it's only like 10 bucks extra, so we're going to throw it in. But it's like, nobody wants this. I have a Chromecast. I have a Roku. I have an Apple TV. I have you know, some sort of media PC, whatever. A Fire Stick. Why would you want all this shit built into your TV when in two years they're going to stop supporting it? And then the weather app on the homepage doesn't update anymore. And you don't get your TV guide. And the YouTube app stops getting updated, so you can't play YouTube videos. And the Netflix stops working. And now you're left with like a $2,000 television that doesn't fucking do anything. Like... Exactly. And then the worst Mike- fucking part is like <laughs> they run Linux and then these these hackers will go and build malware that targets these TVs because they're obviously not getting security updates because fucking Samsung and LG couldn't give two shits. And so <laughs> you end up with these TVs in the wild that are running Linux kernels from like a decade ago. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, now I've got this fucking malware on my TV that oh like encrypted god. the hard disk, and I can't boot my television anymore. And the manufacturer's telling me to go shove it. So, <laughs> guess I can go fuck myself. Like
2: <laughs>
0: hashtag triggered. Um- <laughs> oh
1: god, I love when I'm so salty about this. this.
0: I can't
2: blame you. No, Everything hey, he said makes sorry. perfect sense. No, I, I just kept right.
1: talking over
2: you there, and I, I apologize. Not a problem. <laughs> That's fair. Because my grandparents, they both had to buy TVs recently because their old ones shorted out, and they both had to buy smart TVs. And I had to convince my grandpa not to spend money on a 4K TV because, like you said, with the 3D, no one's shooting fi- no one's shooting TV shows in 4K. And Well,
0: look how cheap they are these days too. Like
2: I just well, it's so cheap uh, because no one's buying them. There's no purpose to have exactly. Them it's like, oh, I can get higher definition. It's like, yes, but the source that is coming from isn't in higher definition. So you're gonna have st- it's like having standard definition stuff shot on camera. And then put on an HD TV. It's like, oh, it doesn't look any different. It's like, because it was shot in standard definition. Same with the 4K. It wasn't shot in 4K, so you can't see it in 4K. Yeah, it's the same problem. I think it's just so,
0: their industry. They always feel the need to like, what's the next thing we can do? The next iteration, like. But yeah, it's more scammy these days because yeah, they are thinking to themselves, well, oh, there's gonna be more content in 4K. They're eventually gonna need this.
1: I, I'll I'll give them 4K, right? 4K. All right, fine. Like it's a it's a marginal marginal difference in quality and they've got the My camera score blind you can't else. see it anyway but here's the thing you get to a point like like with the iPhone it's like retina display is called retina Because you literally can't see any more pixels. Like, your eyes are physically unable to perceive that. Even a person with perfect vision will not be able to see it because the pixels are too small, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you say, oh, we crammed, you know, we have 8K. It's like, no, like, I'm sitting 15 feet away from this fucker. There's no way you're going to be able to see these. But 4K, I can see, like, okay, fine. For, like, the the one nutcase out there that sits, like, a foot and a half away from the television screen, right? Like, maybe it's, like, a child sitting there watching the fucking Teletubbies. Like, okay, (laughs) great.
2: But... Good for him. You
1: know they're going to come out with 8K next year or or some bullshit like that. It's just... It's just a money grab. Like, these companies are realizing, oh, shit, we've got nothing else to offer because we're running up the physical limits of human anatomy.
0: Well, and here's the one that actually really gets me, and I think this is just generally a money grab. What about curved TVs? Like, they're literally just bending it and jacking up the price so much. And the claim is that a curved screen is a more natural shape to take advantage of a round eye's peripheral vision. Uh, But I just call bullshit on that entirely. I don't really know.
2: Want to know what's supernatural? Not TVs. They're not a natural thing. It's not, it doesn't matter. So here's
1: the it, here's the thing about uh, curved screens. Is so curved screens make sense in theory, right? Like if you have a curved monitor and you're sitting there, your eyes focus not on a flat surface in front of you. Your eyes focus on a radius around you. So that makes sense because you're sitting in front of a monitor and now your eyes are focused on the entire screen rather than just the screen directly in front of you.
0: Well, that makes that sense makes for make a monitor, sense. yeah. For like a for single a TV, viewer, yeah.
1: How many people sit directly <laughs> in the I mean, center, perfectly in the middle of a fucking television? You're absolutely zero right. people. Oh my god, nobody does that. And you want to know why? Because you're it, let, let's say, let's say you're the guy that has a fucking like lazy boy parked directly in front of his seventy inch curved television. You want to know <laughs> what you're gonna do twenty minutes into like watching Marin on Netflix? You're gonna like start falling asleep and then you like lean to the side and now you're now, now you're I'm, I'm actually leaning in real life I don't know if you can tell um, <laughs> you're leaning off to the side like into the crook of the chair like with your 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 face on your shoulder now that the fucking curved screen doesn't make a goddamn bit of difference one way or the other the only way to solve this problem is to fucking strap an oculus to your face and pretend that you've got a TV in front of you. That's the only way to solve this problem, and it's not going to fucking happen. So just just get over it. Like, Samsung, LG, Panasonic, just stop.
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) you're right. Everyone who's got a 3D TV, we apologize. You better get rid of it.
2: We apologize you have such poor taste. Well, it's
0: not their fault. Like, uh, look at me with my HD DVD collection. No, I'm kidding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we just took a rolled-up newspaper to the entire TV industry and just slapped them. No! bad industry
0: ah, bad. they are fucking up. But
2: it's well no i feel like you guys were saying it's them trying to just do a money grab and taking advantage of the consumers but i don't feel like that's the case or at least that this specific example isn't the case because i feel like they've always been doing that the only difference is we've now advanced technology to the point where they can do it within a year difference like now they're changing tvs like six months a year maybe two years and they're just updating it all the time whereas like 30 years ago They didn't have the technology to update TVs or change TVs that much. So between the two models, they're basically identical, whereas now it's such a drastic shift in such a small time. Yeah. So I feel like they've always been doing this. They've always been sleazy marketers because that's their job. Their job is to sell TVs. We're a capitalist society. That's what it is. Buy the newest thing. Get the newest thing. It's all shiny. Ooh. Whereas I've been using the same shit for decades. I mean, you don't need the newest stuff. and no one's gonna try and tell you that besides people trying to sell it to you
0: yeah and especially if you're like us and you're all nostalgic for the 90s and you're watching *Rocco's modern life on an <laughs> hd tv and it's all fucking standard yeah. definition because it uh, shit back exactly. then it wasn't in hd well some somehow they do that with certain old shows well, that's, but
2: that's why there's so many fucking re-releases and remasters of like old stuff where it's like oh you can which, watch a bridge over the river kwai on hd it's like <laughs> <laughs> no one who knows what that movie is gives a fuck about hd yeah anyone who's actually watched that movie is 75 or older and can't even see an hd anymore because they have glaucoma so like it doesn't matter and there's just this point where technology like matt said technology is surpassing human biology so it's like at a certain point who gives a fuck and like <laughs> i feel like we just say this every episode now but don't get bought in by the newest shiniest thing don't get Screwed over by Kickstarter. It's in something where it's like, hey, uh, John Ritter endorsed this. It's got to be good. Here's a trick. John Ritter's been dead for like a decade. Don't listen to anything, John Ritter. I don't know why I picked him. But like.
0: Listener, Brent's just trying to just tell you to stay woke, okay?
2: God, that bothers the hell me <laughs> because I don't know what it means and I keep hearing it and I don't know what it means at all. That's
0: even funnier. I'm always going to just fuck with you then. Oh. Um, All right. Well, yeah, that was an interesting shit. tangent. What the hell are we talking about? Let's play some stumpers.
2: Oh, oh. real quick. Um, I saw a list on IGN because it's only the absolute uh, most professional journalism in uh, the video games industry at IGN. <laughs> oh, God, it's hilarious. Anyway, I saw them make a dumb BuzzFeed... Sp- bullshit list for clickbait and it was claiming to be like the top 11 games to help you relax and i'd normally avoid this shit because it's just cancer to the internet
0: according to but, mark it's life is strange <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> i
2: i mean that's what helps him relax so it, it's all like everything it's all objective. yes you're it's right. all different like with the anime series do i don't know why but i watched that in college like every night before i went to bed and it helped me sleep uh, sleep The show is about, like, gangs, like, attacking each other and stuff. Like, it, it's not relaxing. I don't know why, but it helped me relax. Hmm. So, it's very bizarre. So, it's all very objective. But this caught my attention because on the image for the title, they had Professor Layton in there. And if anyone has actually played Professor Layton game, you know it is the most opposite of relaxed you can get. It is the most stressful game I've ever played in my life. Because not only is it... It's not like uncharted where you're running away from a giant boulder about to crush you because they're just copying indiana jones movies at this point but professor lane's all <laughs> puzzle based and it's not just like push this block here shoot that uh, eyeball up on the uh, wall with an arrow like in zelda like it's like sat level puzzles it's like super mathematical like
1: sat academic. level you realize the sat's are meant for 18 year olds
2: <laughs> you realize I'm dumb as shit, right? Like, it's <laughs> very difficult.
0: If you listen to our like, almost better than dragons, you would know this.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing a character in that. I'm actually just that dumb. Oh, me too.
0: I'm just that evil. No,
2: <laughs> just But, kidding. like, some of the Professor Layton puzzles are very difficult. And unless you actually, like, took a high-level math class, like a trigonometry, like, I never got to that level in school. So when I get to a question like that in those games, it's incredibly stressful, not only from solving the puzzle and finishing the game's perspective, but also from, like, a school perspective where, like, I'm having flashbacks of high school. Like, oh god, I didn't do the homework in time! Like, Professor Lane is some of the most stressful stuff I've ever played in my life. Hmm. So the only reason I wanted to bring this up is how incredibly wrong and undeserving that game is on that list.
0: Oh, you know what they should swap it out for and I bet didn't make the list? Peggle. <laughs>
2: No, Peggle did not make the list. God damn but it! I could that's I could see why that could be relaxing for you. It me. is like I understand why that. So is. are these are these games that
1: you're referring to, like the 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 math game puzzles? Um, are they
2: timed? Some of them are. Some of them are like if you don't solve this, you fuck up. But if you and you move on,
1: because I mean, if if you just have like all afternoon to just sit there and think about it, like that's not that's not so bad.
2: That's not so bad, but like there are some if it's timed
1: time. i i would be i would have a problem with that so when i was a kid i used to play the the jump start games and I think it was, <laughs> oh god was it jump start fifth grade hold on Jumpstart 5th fifth i remember grade. those
2: games because you were supposed to take them home over the weekend get your parents to buy them for you and then come back with money on monday what i did is i took those games home on friday cut open the box right on the seam of the tape played the game beat them, and then taped the box back up and returned it on Monday, having beaten the entire game. Not realizing that's not what you were supposed to do. So I stole games for like fourth a grade. decade without realizing it. I
1: forget which one it was. It was one, it was like a spooky game. Oh yeah, The Haunted Island. Jumpstart 4th Grade. Wow, this is a real fucking throwback. Guys, we're going back like 15 fucking, no, even better. It's 1996. This game is 20 fucking years old.
0: Wow. Um, oh,
2: God. Oh. Yeah. Uh. So, so
1: jumpstart fourth grade. I don't know like what fourth grade class they were preparing you for with this because it was all just like weird puzzle games, and they were all timed. Every single one of them was timed, and it was like spooky. So, like you'd get attacked by a mummy if you didn't complete the puzzle fast Good. enough. And it was
2: yeah.
1: fucking anxiety-inducing for me. Because <laughs> it's like it's you know i was a fucking like seven year old and you know this game like with all these fucking jump scares if you don't solve a math problem in time and i told my mom at one point i was like i don't want to play this anymore and she's like why not I was like because it it it, like i didn't know the word for anxiety because i was like (laughs) younger than 10 seven yeah and i was like because i just don't like it and she's like why not and i'm like i just don't like it
0: Dude, oh, well, you know what this... Well, first of all, anytime you add a time element factor to a game, it just adds stress. That's terrible. Um, but yeah. that just threw me back. You're talking about, like, an old-ass game. Uh, Took me back to, like, the probably one of the first games I've ever played in my entire life. And then I'm, like, blown away that I was able to find it. It's a game called Midnight Rescue. Have either of you guys heard of this? It was created by The Learning Company in 1989. So it literally was made the year I was born. And fucking, oh, fuck. it, it's this ancient ass game, side scrolling adventure, where uh, the objective oh, is to prevent fuck. a school oh, from, from the disappearing. The Super Solvers. Yes, the Super Solvers I series. I love Super Solvers. Dude, it was insane. And you were literally a kid play in a the hat. One
1: with, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, Whoa, I, I used to
1: this, play yeah. the. uh... Oh, what was it? Um, uh, there was another one called the and Gadgets.
0: Oh, oh, gizmos I and gadgets! Love
1: gizmos and gadgets.
0: Yes, dude. The, oh, the whole this is turned Solvers, into a
1: real throwback episode. It really is. <laughs> I'm actually going to probably when you
0: need them. revisit the super solver <laughs> series. Oh yeah, and there was also the treasures series. But anyway, uh, but. Midnight Rescue was a hell of a game that I played the shit out of as a kid and yeah you just have to like do a bunch of math problems and solve like a puzzle of this like crazy dude pops out with like weird ass hair and he's the bad guy and I remember you could get like electrocuted by like wires and shit it was just this weird side scrolling adventure just google it cuz it's a throwback and if you don't know it I'm sorry you should definitely check it out it's a classic
2: shit I never knew the name of this my aunt and my grandma actually run a preschool and I remember like, when I didn't go there anymore, I would just play these on the computer, and, I mean, I was, like, four, five, like, I was definitely way younger than I was supposed to be, and I was like, I can't figure it out, it's like, well, yeah, it's meant for, like, nine and twelve year olds, like, they're, like, double my age, but I, yeah, this is, I, I root this as the cause of why I know so much trivial bullshit, is because it required you to know answers to stuff that I Should not have known. Oh
0: my god! The Learning Company also did Zoom Beanies, which I'm sure I brought up on the previous episode, like way, way back. But I played the fuck out of Zoom Beanies too. In fact, I got it on my phone. I remember.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I remember you bringing that up, and I have no idea what it
0: is. Oh, it's such a good little puzzle game for kids. That is, um, like that's probably where I developed most of like my early gaming skills and like problem solving shit from these. You know what? Learning Company games. Jumpstart.
2: Jumpstart is the reason I think all of the millennials have anxiety and depression. and So I'm going to blame them.
1: All right. So you're going to roll the, the, the music. Play the music.
0: All right. Yeah, let's do some stumpers. gangster
1: Here it comes posted in the web development topic which probably not the right topic <laughs> Is it possible to avoid inappropriate content in web Ah <sighs> uh
0: if you, I, it depends on your searching.
2: Well, if you're trying to start your own hotel business in like an old like Renaissance fair, and you're trying to avoid in and oh, I wait oh wait
0: yeah he spelled it
2: with two when you're on the when you're on the in-web. inweb
1: and and you know you're you're traveling uh fantasy in to fantasy in and you turning down all these all these side quests. Wait, what if, if this save is your a, progress every time?
0: What if it's a spider asking the question?
1: Oh, what if you are a spider? What kind of inappropriate content would be in a spider web?
2: Uh, discussions about how to get rid of spiders. That's it. <laughs> At that point, it would be homicide. <laughs> be like, "How do I get rid of all these black widows in my house?" And it's like use raid. It's great to kill it's, all the spiders. There's like all this <sighs> egg porn.
0: <laughs> oh god. <laughs>
1: but I no. mean, if a spider sp-
2: pedophilia, oh, I'm Christ. for it. That's, I know Doug would hate this because he's arachnophobic. That's oh, yeah. the thing, though. There's a spider fetish out there. Oh no! That, like oh, no. spider lady people, or like I, I guess dude, I don't know, but like humanoid spider, spider things lady are people. Well, <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were gonna be like spider
1: like, lady people. People like popping the egg sacs on their genitals. Oh, oh
0: god, I'm about to vomit. That is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I
2: actually gagged at that. That, that. It takes a lot, but that got me to gag.
0: Yeah, I had a terrible visual. Jesus Sorry, listener. Um, I don't have <laughs> advice because the web is full of inappropriate content, whether you're tr- searching for it or not. Like, that's just like everybody knows this. Oh, You'll God. like Google something completely appropriate and there's always at least one of the results. Is- well,
2: Google has since done like a huge rehaul and how now subsequently shows a lot less pornography than they used to. Um, Bing is where you want to go if you want the naughty bits, but, uh, So don't go to Bing. Don't get Binged. I I mean...
0: Binged by a spider lady person.
2: (laughs) If you want that, you go to Bing. You don't go to Google. If you want specific naughty bits. Uh, But yeah, there's the old days where we were in the wild west of the internet when we were growing up where it's just like puppies and like the fourth image down is like horrific hardcore pornography. Actually spe- oh, God,
0: no. I specifically remember that in, like, fucking, I don't know, sixth grade or something, like, my one friend would be like, yeah, just go to Google and uh, Google tanks," and, like, it would just be tits. And I was like, what the fuck? Hey,
1: go, go to Google Tents. and search for rotten.
2: And you're like, oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, it, you can't avoid inappropriate things on the internet. The internet is, like, 80% pornography. Like, you're, it's not avoidable.
0: Yeah, you're definitely correct. So, good luck with that one question and just, answer. Just, just
2: don't don't go in web. Yeah, only go out web. Out web. Out web. Send it in okay, your
0: or, or have the yeah,
2: <laughs> have a proc- come- <laughs> have someone Google stuff for you, and they just tell you what they find.
0: That's probably the safest bet.
2: Okay, here comes another one. This one comes from us <laughs>
1: from the drinking water topic. Is toilet water coming from the same source that we use from our faucets?
0: Definitely, yes, Yes, uh, yes
1: it is,
2: <laughs> and they probably <laughs> a open shut question right there.
0: I think they're just like thinking like, oh does that it's it's the thing that it's coming into that makes it weird, you know,
2: well, that's a lot of like a lot of people are dissuaded by toilets, and they're just like, ah, oh, toilet water it's disgusting it's like it's the same as the sink, it's not dirty until you put your shit in it like well, it's it's the same
1: veins you're 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 drinking from the same veins,
2: right, and then you poop in those veins. Oh,
1: oh, that's a callback. God damn that's it. a callback.
2: Uh, Get your so bingo cards out, folks.
0: Terrible <laughs> feelings and visuals tonight. Oh, I'm sick.
2: A lot of brands, <laughs> a lot of horrible imagery, and a lot of poop. That's ABC. I, yeah, so
0: goddammit, <laughs> Um, I but think, yet, yeah, that's open and shut.
2: <laughs> well, there was the whole ice, or was it, ice water challenge for the ALS or whatever, which. I remember being violently against because I thought it was just another bullshit trend. Turns out they actually discovered a gene for it. So, hey, all those donations actually paid off. But uh, Matt Damon has some sort of uh, water charity thing for, like, Africa. And he did the ALS challenge with water from the toilet. And people were, like, freaking out. Like, oh, gross, he covered himself in poop water. It's like, no, it's it's clean water from the toilet. Like, he even took it from the back back of the tank. So it wasn't even in the bowl yet. Like, you can drink from your toilet. It's not super recommended, but, like, you could if you needed to. Yeah. So remember I, that when the apocalypse falls upon us in, like, three months.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just, like, kind of, though, like, the the toilet is what contains that, so it's not... Unless you're, like, cleaning that thing often, it's, like, you're putting clean water into a source of it that's, like, could... Be, is pretty gnarly because it's been through yeah. a lot of shit. So that's it's what it's coming into that makes it gross. It's not the water itself. So yeah, that's so what the water. What if I'm
1: a rich person container. and I have a series of toilets and I have one toilet for pooping and I have one toilet for drinking,
0: <laughs> you, well, dogs drink from them? Uh, I don't know.
1: That's true. My cat sometimes drinks from my toilet.
0: That's unique.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, no, it's a cat thing. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, the more you learn. I had dogs I had dogs for a while, and we forgot that dogs actually drank from the toilet, because we're like, they're corgis, they can't even get to the toilet bowl, so we didn't have to worry about it. And then we had to watch our neighbor's dog, and it was like, oh yeah, we actually have to shut the lid every now and then. And then we had to watch the neighbor's kid, and we had to shut the lids every now and then, because the kid was weird. Anyway, don't let me raise your children, is okay. the general consensus with this question.
0: Yep. And it's coming from the same source.
2: It actually is. I, I would say... Roughly. Yeah, like Doug said, it's the container that it's in that is dirty, not the water that's coming from it that's dirty.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most sense we'll get out of that, Stumper.
2: (laughs) And also, all the bottled water you drink, it's all tap water. It's just filtered tap water. Like, it just goes through a Brita filter. So if you don't feel like spending all that money buying bottled water, just buy a filter. Like, they have even omitted, like, I think Dasani even admitted, They're like, yeah, it's fucking tap water. Like, we don't do anything to it.
0: And yet, they still sell them for like 10 bucks a pop at a concert or something. <laughs> wake up, sheeple! Wake up! Yeah, stay woke. That's what that means.
2: Ah, uh, <laughs> Just got it. Just got it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Welcome to Stumpers.
1: Okay. Oh, God, I, there's so many juicy Stumpers on my desktop right now. You guys have no idea.
0: I'm just glad <laughs> that we have brand discovering that on air. That is some good shit.
2: I honestly didn't know what it meant until just now. <laughs>
1: There's, there's so many.
2: I have, I have, like,
1: five of them, like, off to the side that I think are juicy, but, like, even among these five. All right, here comes one. <laughs> this one comes to us from the walking activity topic. Grosser. What happens if you always only walk on sand? <laughs> and nothing else. I.e., someone was born on the beach and always walked only on sand and never left.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> so... <laughs> Wait, first of all, they're impl- who gets born on the beach, first of all? <laughs> it's like the beach, like Tarzan, I don't even know how to describe this, but he just never makes it further than the beach. He's literally just confined to this stretch of I lane. feel
2: like this person is asking, like, you're on an island, and the island only consists of solely sand over the entire terrain. Oh, but okay. Instead, I like to imagine they're imagining someone being born on, like, Wildwood, New Jersey's beach, and they've only existed their <laughs> yeah. entire life on that's like, what I'm like that, like that, like five hundred feet, like width wide beach, <laughs> and that's their only existence. They've only lived on that specific beach, and I've never come onto concrete. I'm so or down dirt. with this
1: idea. I, <laughs> I like the idea of of this beach Tarzan that you've described yeah. that only tarzan. only walks on sand. Like it, it, some some poor New Jerseyan uh, teenage mother uh, created a dumpster baby that then crawled out onto the onto the shore, like it's, it's hermit crabs scurrying away.
0: And dude, the funniest thing about this guy would be if you ask him to look at the bottom of his feet, they'd be so calloused. I think that's what the question asker wants to know. It's and, like, s-
1: and burnt? Have you ever walked on fucking sand?
0: Yeah, like I think your feet would your feet become would be
1: so. You'd have, like, second burns
2: constantly. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's Jersey, you're getting, like, shrapnel and garbage stabbed. Like, Jersey's... Oh, dead. yeah. Like, as needles. someone who's been to Jersey's beach every year of my life, Jersey's a filthy beach.
0: Well, let's even just give him the credit and say that he's walking on a nice sandy beach with no, like, a needles or anything. Um,
2: oh, my God. <laughs> he's born and raised by seagulls and hermit crabs. <laughs> uh i like well there's what is it like the like kung fu monks what is it like the shaolin monks who do the fighting and one of their practices that they punch a ball of sand and it actually creates micro fractures within their hands that the the body heals from and it makes their punches stronger so he would have like super callous super dense feet like he would have the strongest feet in existence yes if he just created micro fractures within his like legs
0: that's what I'm getting at. He'd have super feet.
2: Oh my god. super feet.
0: Beach Tarzan with super feet. I think He can we,
2: leap like fifteen feet in the air, no
1: problem. No, that wouldn't be the tonight. case. You wouldn't be leaping at all. He would he would he would just have like awful burnt swollen bone feet just made up of like bone fused together because he's been foot punching the sand this whole time.
2: It would no be awful. Either a guy is yeah, borderline crippled, or a guy is superhuman like <laughs> <leg> strength. <laughs> Either way, I mean a little bit of
1: both, right? Game. Like if, if you yeah. if you grow up yeah. on the beaches of New Jersey, like you're gonna absorb all of the like tanning lotion and steroids that come out oh, in the God. sand.
2: <laughs> like just super buff, super tan, radiated legs, leathery skin,
1: just uh, total
2: leathery skin. Because there's the no shade on that skin. Soldiers' feet are
1: just
0: black.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was born and his mom just said, The floor is lava, but instead of the floor, she said, Everything besides sand. And he's just super committed to that game.
1: Oh Lord. It's like like Beach Bubble Boy. Just <laughs> just in his in his little bubble, he's just got just got like an inch and a half of sand in the bottom.
2: It's just so trapped in there bubble. with him. This is a tough question to have with a bunch of shoobies on here. Mark would probably be better at it, but like I am milk toast white, like It'd I need do not to. like the beach.
0: I am paler than you, I bet, so.
2: I don't know. I got, burnt in the, I got sunburned in a car once like for being on the road for like two hours. I no, mean, the only re- Mark would be able to provide a better answer
1: here because he would be like, oh yeah, the first six years of my life I was on a beach. And you'd be like, what? And he's like, yeah, my parents uh, locked me out and uh, I didn't want to go <laughs> in the water and I didn't know how to get to town. So
2: just hanging out on a beach for the first six years of my life. But the crazy thing about Mark is that could possibly be true. True. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. Well, Alaska. that's why I suggested
1: it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I got lost for four years, and uh, I only uh, was on beaches. Just four years of beaches. I thought if I hugged the coast, I would eventually come across something. But it was uh, desert island.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we gotta check his feet.
1: <laughs> Mark, Mark, when
2: you when you hear this, uh, slack Snip- us a picture of your feet. Send me a Snapchat of your feet. Nothing weird. Nothing sexual. Just oh, like, Nothing sexual. Let me, let me see. Nothing them sexy. Yeah. All right. I think we don't want to hurt
1: your relationship with your wife. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready to, for the next one? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh boy. It's, this one. This, oh, lord. This one comes to us from the topic fear. Why am I afraid of rich people? <laughs> <laughs> That's. Hold on, let me, let me just... <laughs> What's the, I can't see the rest
2: of it. What's the yeah. rest of it?
1: I don't, I don't know why, but I have this strong fear of authority figures, especially rich folks. I find them aggressive, and if I have to talk to someone with money slash power, I often cannot understand what they say, and in anxiety, I forget what I wanted to say. Their expensive, spotless suits
2: freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like the phrasing. Freaks me out. Like <laughs> you're talking to a rich guy, and it's like, "All right, this is okay. I can cope with it." And then you see a rich guy in a spotless, stainless suit, and you just pull your hair out and just start screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> like,
0: oh god!
2: <laughs> I, oh, I guess. Tommy,
0: <sighs> you I guess I I could understand a little bit of intimidation just because they, I don't actually get that at all, really. It's just certain people can put off vibes, like, and I guess uh, there is that stigma of, like, oh, rich people are snobby and stuff. So maybe that's why, like, they just sort of, like, assumptive that anyone who's, like, well-dressed is someone who's going to treat them badly.
2: Well, I mean, if you want to get out your tinfoil hat to put them on for Brennan's Conspiracy Theory Corner. (laughs) You should actually be afraid of rich people, because it's capitalist America, and money controls everything.
0: And they're lizard people. That's they're right. Lizard
2: people. Oh, that's Obama true. is a lizard person. <laughs> he doesn't blink. He ate a fly during a press conference. Oh Christ! Wake up. Is that sh- true?
0: Yeah, no, stay away. I I man.
1: Love- <laughs> it was Ted Cruz that ate a fly
2: during a during a press conference or something, wasn't it? No, a fly landed on Hillary, but Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Lizard people, oh. though, is my favorite conspiracy theory. Like, that's my favorite to find people. Yeah. wake up! Lizard people! It's like, oh my god, you're adorable. Can we get a reality show on this guy? Yeah. Um, But no, like, it's very understandable why you'd be afraid of rich people the way you'd be afraid of the hunter-gatherers back in Neanderthal times. Like, they're the powerful beings in our society at this time. Like, as absurd as this question is, I can find some validity to this person's fear. Because they can, tr- The you know... Chances are, if you get into a car accident and a cop shows up, who's he going to side with? The rich guy, because he can, A, pay for the insurance and the court cases, and you're going to get fucked by the law. So I actually find some weird validity to this question, as absurd as it is.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think I'd get intimidated unless that's the person's personality. I don't think money or what they're wearing really has anything to do with it for me. But I don't know. What a weird question.
2: What a weird question indeed. I feel like Stumpers is like 50-50 of like us making fun of these insane people, like living your whole life on the sand, Tarzan. And then God damn it. The other 50% is coming to realize how fucking weird we are. because yeah. like we, relate, we relate to certain questions too much.
0: Yeah, I remember a couple.
2: I, you remember? <laughs> I remember. You guys remember Tauntauns? I remember. Oh, God. That's a South Park reference. All right. Here comes here comes the
1: next one if I can switch back to my other desktop. Here here comes. This this one comes from from the topic Mark Zuckerberg. Why Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is so smart. <laughs> what is that a topic? Yeah,
2: that's How a great Mark question. How many Zuckerberg questions are there?
1: This one's important as well because th- two people are following it. Oh. So I, it as as usual our usual question is the second person Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yes, yes,
2: yes. <laughs> he needs well, to I, know.
1: What's Mark Zuckerberg is on Quora. This is a thing.
2: What's the Facebook movie like? The, what's one of the guys he screwed over? Eduardo something. I assume that's the one that's gonna go. It's like, what? Why is he so smart? How come he screwed me out of millions of dollars, billions of dollars? Why Mark not, Zuckerberg is I, so smart?
0: I was gonna say it's not even why is he so smart. It's why is why, is so why smart. Oh god. <laughs>
2: um,
1: why is Mark Zuckerberg is so smart?
2: He's actually part of the first batch of super soldier serums they were testing out on babies. And instead of getting super strength like Captain America, he's got super weird anti social intelligence.
0: Are we still in Brent's conspiracy corner?
1: <laughs> I think we are. I we mean, are so th- I think this ties together the question why am I afraid of rich people and also why Mark Zuckerberg is so smart? Because Mark Zuckerberg is quite rich.
0: Yeah. It's true. He's probably scaring the shit out of the last question asker.
1: I know. If that guy is <laughs> listening right now, first off, I'm very sorry. Second <laughs> off, Mark Zuckerberg. Why you is so smart?
2: <laughs> Why you is so smart?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's because he went to proper schooling, probably pursued his dreams, and uh, did some research.
2: I like to think it's because he ate his Wheaties in the morning. Okay. Wheaties is just steroids and cereal. That's why there's always athletes on the cover of them. How many Wheaties athletes have been proven to actually be use, abusing performance-enhancing drugs? All of them. All of them? Like, <laughs> That's, is this cereal just inattentionally, like, advertising, like, steroids? Like, hey, kids, if you're sneaky enough, you can get away with as many gold medals as you want. Look at my No, models. it's because what, you once you've
1: problem. got all that sweet, sweet Wheaties dollar-dollar bills, you can afford performance-enhancing
2: <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get sponsored by Nike one day so that way I can afford better drugs. It's it's worth noting, uh,
1: the Wikipedia page for list of athletes on Wheaties boxes is incredibly long. And (laughs) the interesting part is that they have a lot of athletes on here that don't have a year. So it's organized by year, starting from 1934, where Lou Gehrig, Appeared as the Whoa. first athlete depicted on a Wheaties box.
2: And it goes oh, one time through
1: 2016. But then there's just a lot that just don't have any information. So I wonder whether these are athletes that have yet to uh, become famous. Like, this is somebody that will eventually be on a Wheaties box in like 2019 or like oh. 2054.
0: I'd like to think of it as like the long lost information. It's like these are the athletes that we don't we don't have any history about, but they made it on the cover of Wheaties.
2: Maybe like a special box where it's like a yeah. branding deal. Are, what, Kareem Abdul Jabbar's not list? Yeah, I'm wondering if they just did like a backlog of like we do with episodes where you just record a bunch. And then they did this with Wheaties boxes, where they just took a bunch of athletes' pictures, and they're like, "Yeah, here's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on a box of Wheaties, and he's been dead for like fifty years." It's like, "Oh no!" Like the person didn't realize keep up with current events, and is posting like athletes on the box who are just long since dead. Do you
0: think someone has a full collection of every Wheaties box there ever was? Absolutely,
2: you will be amazed by how many cereal box collectors out there. It's a weird like subculture that's like. Super dedicated. That's so
0: it's cool. I bizarre. mean, I wouldn't ever get into it, but I was just thinking to myself, someone, if you did that, good job on you.
2: They're super. You know, brilliant.
1: I'm in looking here. Some of these athletes, I, I say athletes. I'm making Look. air quotes with yeah. my hands because, <laughs> you know, I really question whether you can call like a NASCAR driver an athlete. Like, let's let's be really honest. Like this. There's not a lot of like physical exertion involved in being a NASCAR. Not athlete, whatsoever. It's really
0: right? uh, hand-eye coordination, and that's it.
1: There's one guy here that doesn't appear to have a Wikipedia page from 1998, Denny Brower, uh, for fishing. Can you be a fishing athlete?
2: <laughs> He's trained his body to stand still for prolonged periods of time. That's such a demanding amount of physical exertion. Yeah, that's a stress of just not doing anything. <laughs> my favorite is uh bowling back in like the 70s Yo, bowling was bowling super pop. oh billy whale with w-e-l-u uh back when in like the 70s and early 80s oh, when bowling was one. super popular and for some reason they were like star athletes yeah and really schlubby. that just
0: makes me think of the big lebowski what a classic film
2: oh god it's good stuff uh for anyone who follows Chris Hardwick, his dad, Billy Hardwick, was a huge bowler, like one of the most famous bowlers of all time. What? Just, I
0: never knew this. Oh yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. He actually did like a, I think Miller's Light or Cooler's Light beer commercial where in most commercials and productions, when there's food or drinks, the actor would drink or eat something and then spit it out between takes so they don't just pack on the calories of eating like 50 burgers and like over the day of commercial shooting uh billy hardwick actually drank those beers every shot so by the last one they did of him that was actually good he was (laughs) shit-faced and they had to cut they had to cut all of his audio out because he was so drunk by the time he actually got it right that's Um,
0: hilarious what a story
2: yeah bowling is some of my favorite pro athletes because it's just like it's less of a sport to me and more just like a very niche hobby but yeah it's like darts yeah but like in the 70s it was super popular all right.
1: I would also like to n- just just very quickly note that uh, at the very bottom of the list of athletes on Wheaties boxes, there's Ellie Royson, who also does not have a Wikipedia page, but is an athlete in the sport of power walking, which is <laughs> which is one which is it's an Olympic sport, so you got to give him that. But like,
2: you don't really see that on ESPN. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> I found Pedro de Capaz, who was on the Wheaties box for boomerang. Apparently, that's what's Oh happened. my
0: god. Maybe it was, uh,
1: maybe it was like the, the, you know, I'm not even going to say anything for fear of being racist. <laughs> oh, Christ. Let's just move on.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what the fuck are we doing? How do we get so off tangent to the point where the question is why Mark Zuckerberg is so smart and we're talking about Woody's boxes? <laughs> oh, wait, in was depth. that the question? Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. We got way off- That's legs. what I'm trying to say, Brent. Oh my god.
2: Jesus. Uh, <laughs> this is like, Let's Christopher see. Columbus level of like derail it like says, off track. Yeah,
0: proving how not smart we are. I discovered
2: New Asia. You're in America, you fucking idiot.
0: Professional derailers.
2: Um, Jesus Christ. Alright, here come. Here comes our last one.
1: Uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. This one comes from the topic walking activity again. Are there angels <laughs> walking among us? Am <laughs> no, I fit? This
2: is a good oh
0: god damn it. It's,
1: the, no, Vera, the, the topic, walking activity, are there angels walking among us? And and my my absolute favorite part about this question, no answers, three, three people, people following. following. You know who those three people are? <laughs> three
2: we should, people. We're, we're all just speechless. Yeah, I didn't, I don't <laughs>
0: even know how to respond. It just,
2: uh want to know who those I mean, three people are following that question? Christopher Dude. Lloyd, Joseph Gordon Levitt, <laughs> first answered the question. <laughs> Holy shit! That's exactly what I was gonna say.
0: <laughs> you guys are on another level.
2: Uh, Angels in the outfield.
0: <laughs> that just... I don't know. <coughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god! I'm gonna die.
2: <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Matthew McConaughey was in Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking lineup.
1: Damn. 1994. Tony Dancer.
0: <laughs> I
2: can't believe that shit. Oh my god! <laughs> Serious question though: Angels walking among us, guys. What do you think? What's your top? What's your views on this?
0: Yes, because uh, it's, uh <laughs> no, because it's like the sixth sense.
2: Are those angels or ghosts? What's all right? There's the a good question. What's the difference between angels and ghosts? That's what I'm trying
0: to say. Like I don't know. It's it been in a lot of things. I think they could, and I definitely, I don't know. I believe in the supernatural and. I don't know, it's very plausible, but who's to say they're not? I feel
2: like angels have a degree of, like, bureaucracy and hierarchy, and, like, if I was an angel, and I got stuck on Earth playing fucking baseball with Justin gore I would be furious. I'd be like, I got a lot better things to be doing right now than fucking playing Little League with this, you know, shit. <laughs> like, if I was a ghost, I'd just be doing fucking whatever, probably hanging out with, like, uh... Demi, uh, uh, fucking, what's her name? The uh, ghost reference. Uh, Hades oh. reference from other things. Yeah. Uh, that- yeah, you guys know. I All I made up of is outdated references. Um, but yeah, yeah if I was a ghost, sorry, I'd, I'd be fucking doing whatever I wanted. But like, if I was an angel, I feel like there's a pedigree of like, purpose. There's like a job you're supposed to be doing with that. Like, you're supposed to be serving God's will or whatever. Like, so if I was stuck playing baseball for the rest of my infinite undead eternity, I would be so mad.
0: Oh, but bringing up ghosts, like, I mean, that movie with Patrick Swayze, like, that shit was, like, actually traumatizing when, like, the, like, demon-like ones would, like, take the bad guy down to hell and shit. Like, whoa.
2: Demi Moore. That's it. Yes. Uh, yeah, the shadow demons. That was fucking scary.
0: All right, before we derail, though, I think we'll answer this one and move on. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel All like it, we uh, already did.
0: <laughs> yep, sorry about uh, that. I'll,
1: I'll, just read off, I'll just read off one more, and then, and then we could play the outro music. This one comes to us from the topic Zumba fitness. Great. Oh, what were the problems with Zumba? <laughs> <laughs> Again, no no answers. Six people following. <laughs> Six people. <laughs>
0: God damn it.
1: Thanks, thanks for playing, folks.
0: All right, guys. Well, that was an interesting episode. Uh, Let's do some plugs and wrap (laughs) this one up. Uh, Listeners – wow, what what am I saying? Uh, Where can (laughs) listeners find you, Matt?
1: Well, as always, you can find me on Twitter, at Matt Basta, coughing up and uh, sneezing up a storm. Um, If you are interested in uh, starting your own podcast, uh, let's see, you can use – the coupon code aquarium game for uh, your first month free uh, on Pinecast um, through the end of February. So if you sign up for Pinecast uh, for any plan, your first month free with the coupon code aquarium game with a hyphen.
2: Uh, I would just like to point out your recent name change on Twitter, Vesta, to Bad Boy Father Hacker. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, yeah. boy is spelled B zero I. Yeah, very nice, Father Hacker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
2: how about you, Brent? Tickled me greatly. Uh, AVTS Brendan on Twitter. Uh, Doctor Toasty puns on like all gaming stuff. Um, I'm back on Overwatch. I'm killing myself with Blood Bowl and Binding of Isaac. I fucking hate everything right now, gaming wise. But yeah, if you want that, if you want to be around those kinds of people, yeah. follow me. Oh god, they're already listening. If you want to this. that negativity, if you're feeling too good about yourself and of all of existence, follow me, and I'll hope you bring it down.
0: <laughs> god damn it.
2: Oh um, uh, well, I like me.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure you should follow him, listener, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh if you like our show please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter our handles ABT Silence um if you're not already subscribed on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this please give us a subscribe we'd also appreciate a review please. on iTunes like seriously we, we'll even read it out or something we haven't had many in a while so Give us a review if you can, and also check out the other podcasts on the network. We got uh, Press continues back, uh, One Track Gamers, Erie Canal Theater, Almost Better Than Dragons. Some good fucking shit. Um, thanks for listening yeah. to this episode. If you
1: got a, if you got some stumpers, if you if you're a core user and you're like, I got a stumper. Uh click the link in the episode description to send us feedback and uh you could put the link in there and, and we might and we'll in fact we'll probably use your oh, yeah! next time we do
0: some stumpers. If you're
2: a listener and we Give actually, us your stumpers if we actually said one of your core questions as a stomper without realizing you were a listener, get in contact with we're us. We're so sorry. We'd like to make you yeah, fun dude. of you personally. Oh god. We'll apologize and yeah, then. I was going to say
0: because they just <laughs> got ridiculed by us already. Uh, <laughs> but no, and also if you feel like giving us "I Was a Walrus categories or any kind of like uh, games you'd want to hear and what's that sound, you can always email us at almostbetterthansilence at gmail dot com. But it's been a good episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week. See. You. Bye.